0: African broadcast speaks to the free-thinking movement that we see emerging in the minds of today's black youth of America. African youths must be re-educated to the scientific reasoning found in natural law if this movement is to reach its full potential. Inshallah, the African American will break free of non-scientific and tribal thinking paradigms that fail to counter immoral behavior as well as limit solid economic progress in African American communities. (laughs) I salam, <laughs> Olekum. Bismillahir <laughs> Rakman Rahim. El Halahi Namadu Nastainahu. When Nastafiru, when Nauru, Bilahi, Min Sururi. And in the name of Allah, the most merciful benefactor, the most merciful redeemer, praise be to Allah we seek His help and his forgiveness we seek refuge with Allah from the evil of our own souls and from our bad deeds. I bear witness that there is no God but Allah and I bear witness that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is his slave servant and his last prophet. Peace and blessings on prophet Muhammad upon his companions, upon all the righteous servants of God, We forever thank Allah for sending the great teacher of philosophy, religious knowledge, the one who in our day and time connected the disciplines of the physical sciences with human nature and human psychology, the outstanding imam, the imam that the African American people produced right here in North America the late Imam Warder Mohammed, Muhammad, Allahu anu. May God be pleased with his efforts, forgive him his sins, and admit him to the paradise. Amen. And welcome to another edition of A New African. And as you well know, A New African, ladies and gentlemen, is a program that's geared to Uh, The re-education of the African people, the African American people here in America, into a pattern of thinking, a scientific thinking that will uh, cause a rise in the moral character of the people. It is our belief that is the immorality, the weak morality, if not immorality, the weak uh, morality, poor ethics of our people, the African people here in America, that is one of the major causes for us not succeeding as a group, not alone as an individual. So that's what we normally do here on A New African. Today, however, we're going to deviate a little bit because sometimes we do have programs where we discuss various current issues, and we'd like to discuss an issue today about a recent Publication in the Washington Post by an Abigail Hausler, I think that was correctly uh, pronouncing her name, about the African-American Muslims and particularly the African-American Muslims uh, inspire and follow the teachings of the late Imelworth uh, e. D. Muhammad, uh, the leader of the uh, Muslim American Association here in America. In order to talk about this, In more detail, I'm going to bring on a guest here, a very intelligent man, a man who's been in the Islamic movement for, oh, I would say over 50 years now, maybe even 60, Imam Muhammad Sadiq. Imam Muhammad Sadiq, good morning,
1: assalamu alaikum, and welcome to A New African. Good morning, alaikum, assalam, and thank you for having me on your beautiful program.
0: Yes, Imam Sadiq, what we're going to do here is look at the article, and we're going to uh, go through it hopefully in a systematic fashion and try to get a better grip on, uh, at least for our public, to give them uh, an idea of what was said in the article. Maybe they haven't read the article. Again, it's a Washington uh, Post story by Abigail Hosler. It had to do with African Muslim, Muslim, African-American Muslims in Mississippi, uh, that uh, were also uh, at the new Medina uh, complex or property that uh, were purchased and, and, and many Muslims were, were living on that property at this time and still are. And she wrote that article to uh, gears toward that. And, and the way the article was written, it was, it suggested that that's basically the Muslim influence or that's the crust of what we're doing in America. And we want to kind of talk about this. So I've, I've, Picked out various aspects of the newspaper article Of course, feel free to interject Or change up however you feel
1: like I just want to make a comment uh, before you start And that is that in my effort to try to Reread the article right before the program I read it one time through And uh, my effort to reread it It won't let me back on again Unless I subscribe to the Washington Post I tried everything (laughs) I knew it, they they wanted me to subscribe and it, it it gave you know it sent me all around the bush so and then I I did everything I could to get back on, and it just won't let me get back on and it, it it through ad blocks and things like that so I uh, I'll just recall uh, using the recall my memory of the first read through and that's sufficient for me right now.
0: All right, very well and and I've actually I have the so I'm going to read excerpts from excerpts from it and then you can weigh in on your comments as we go along. It starts okay. off, it starts off, brother and man. And again, for those guys who who want to call in, uh, maybe you're listening on the internet and you want to talk, interject our call-in number is 929-477-1430. That's 929-477-1430. Okay, this... uh article starts off here. It says Abdul Hakim Sharif 86 was three decades younger when he pooled his money with a small group of fellow Muslims here in Mississippi and founded this community 25 miles west of Hattiesburg. The dream was to be able to feed themselves, educate themselves and live an Islamic life in a community all the time. Now, now that right there, the way it started off Already kind of set the tone, uh, in my opinion. Imam Sadiq, maybe in the not not the proper direction. And because in my in my understanding, when when this was done, and again, I'm a member. I was a member of the community. I still am, even when the community was called the Nation of Islam in the early 70s. When I say early 70s, I mean like 71, 72, when I became a member of the Nation of Islam. It was my understanding that the New Medina complex was going to be uh, an area where, yes, we can educate ourselves and live Islam and practice Islam, but also to start working, developing a model for the Muslims in America and ultimately the African people in general on how we can develop community life. It was more geared to community life and not just praying and religious, but also The social life, the economic life, it was a model design, mostly you could even say a test situation to see how we were going to develop a a type of example for the rest of the Muslims and the African
1: American people. I want you to weigh in on that. Well, first of all, and again, let me say with the last name, the Merciful Benefactor, the Merciful Redeemer, and I bear witness that there's but one God, Allah, and Muhammad is his servant and messenger. Uh, and I greet you, all of you, as-salamu and, and as far as her opening, now I can't say that the brother who she interviewed did not come 30 years ago and uh, join on with this idea. But the way she writes the uh, article or the way it has been written, it appears that this is his idea, and he he initiated this idea. And that's not quite the way I heard or, or, or knew that it happened. The way I understand it is that Dr. Ali Rashid, who is a dear friend of mine, who is an OBGYN doctor living in that area of Hattiesburg, Owned this property owned this property. And it was his idea to start this, uh, community down there called new Medina. And, uh, he began all over 30 years ago, perhaps. And, um, uh, and invited people in, invited the imam in and the imam did come down there. I was down there at least two or three times. And, um, uh, he encouraged uh, people to buy plots and to try and uh, build their homes on the plots and to try to establish what was called New Medina modeled, uh, modeled after the idea of Medina where uh, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be unto him, fled to uh, from the persecution of Mecca and the Quraysh tribes and uh, it, it reestablished himself in, on a friendly soil back in the history of al-Islam. Uh, of, uh, and this was the idea that he had, that here was uh, an effort that we could initiate and begin to try and develop a, a uh, Muslim community free of some of the problems that we have encountered, around the country and hopefully spread it and 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 you know develop it to the best that we could. Now in the process they ran into uh a number of setbacks, you know as as any pioneers will because they had um and like I said on the on the property they had uh, built or were building a masjid that uh was uh, hit by a serious storm that was down there, and that storm uh, caused the walls of that masjid to uh, collapse, and and they had to go back and start all over again in uh, in terms of the building of the masjid. So I'm I'm simply saying that I'm sure that that our brother, if, if he's been there for 30 years, that he had that he was there and he was supportive and he was working to try out and develop that. But as I understood it, it was Ali and his family. Now, I don't know whether the, the, the brother that she's quoting is a part of his family. If so, then that would make sense. But uh, that's how it originally began. And um, it is, it is uh, every year for... Uh, uh-huh. Um, just about every year. I can't say they may, they may have missed. it. They've had retreats down there, and have encouraged uh, members of the community to come down and have programs. and And, and it is, it has been a a, a great draw for the, the Muslims to come at least once a year and uh, spend some time there. And as a result of that, many of the uh, not many, but some of the uh, people who came and visited. And, and were some, some of them were at retirement age and, and uh, were flexible enough that they could take their uh, pensions and their uh, monies that they had saved over the years and relocate back to Mississippi or, or to relocate to Mississippi and uh, help in the initial support of the community that was named New Medina. So that would yeah. be mine as your comments.
0: Yeah, and and again, I'm not making a, a judgment call on what uh, Ali did. She did. She she had a picture of Ali in the publication, but she really didn't give a lot of comment. I don't call it too much comment from Brother Ali. Uh, but again, uh, uh, my uh, intent here is to just see how the article was flowing. And obviously, anytime you're trying to do something like this on a, on a, such a scale you're going to always have some setbacks and things are going to happen that is up beyond your control. Exactly. Uh, right. But again, like I can say the article that I that was published tended to it started off like this to try to set the tone that this was uh the state of the Muslim community, a community that's fade slowly fading away into the oblivion uh under the leadership of Imam Muhammad. Let me continue on here though. Again, brother man, she went on to say there was a time about five decades ago, when American Muslims tended to mean black Muslims, native-born black Americans, such as Sharif, who had joined the Nation of Islam, a black nationalist group that gained prominence during the tumultuous days of the civil rights movement. But today's image of the American Muslim largely obscures that history, she goes on to say that stories of Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali have faded into the American memory, replaced by the portrayals of Muslims as immigrants, people with foreign accents and ideologies. Therefore, Sharif's community has realized little relevance as the sect, sex fades the into the background. New Medina's existence might also die with its founders.
1: What do you think about that those comments? Well, well, first, well first of all, first of all, we I, I would say I would, I would initially go after and say well, I would thank her for being interested in our community and and thank her for in her interest to be willing to write about it, but I would also um admonish her to to be more um you know, uh, studious in her preparation for writing an article, so that she would be correct on on how she uh, uh, sort of s- establishes the, the 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 goal that she's trying to achieve. You know, to to fall away means you know we've gone away from where we were. And if we if we maintain one person down there, we're we're one person ahead of where we were when we went to Mississippi because we didn't have no one down there. Okay, so Mississippi was not a hotbed for Islam, nor is it uh, uh, correct, or is it intelligent to try and to make an, a, a judgment call on a pioneering effort in Mississippi to try and define. The, the growth development and progress of a community that has that that thrives in uh in many of your major cities around the, around the uh, country where uh the the uh, influx of of islamic life is 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 booming and uh so i mean so she's going to try and measure the community Just based on the uh, lack of of of, uh, growth in Mississippi, I I I don't think that that is a good yardstick, or is she able to really justify that kind of reasoning? Because this is an idea, this is an idea that is slowly growing. It was it was never a a a buzz, you know just just uh, you know just back, just growing and developing like a like it does up in north new jersey like it does in new york city like it does in washington dc like it has, is in atlanta georgia like it is in and throughout texas and dallas and houston and uh, los angeles so i mean and so i mean if she's going to make an assessment of the development of Islam in the country, you know, she'd be wise to to take some samplings from the communities where Islam has found its greatest growth and development, and uh, hasn't slowed down. In fact, it's it's slowly but surely uh, boiling over, you know. And yeah, then, I mean, and if you're gonna look look at the whole picture, there's. There's the Nation of Islam, which is not uh, a part of 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 our community per se. But it's a It's it's if you're going to make a development the, for the interest of Islam in the country, you'd have to take a a big pot and put all of them in, then divide it up into the different directions they're going in. But to just throw up our hands and say that the immigrants have have totally uh, taken over. I mean, they've they've come in large numbers, and and uh, we can't deny that. But uh, that's not to say that we're not competitive with them. Yeah, and, and since you brought
0: that up, uh, first of, I want to I'm gonna go into this about the immigrants' uh, population growth here in the United States. Uh, my comment uh, on that particular part of the article, I'm not sure how she came to the conclusion that Mr. Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali has faded in American memory. I'm not sure whose memory she's talking about. <laughs> I mean, because I, I saw pictures, and I might be wrong, pictures are misleading. but she can't be more than 35 years old, so she probably even, she wasn't even around when, when Muhammad Ali and all these guys was doing what they were doing. So for her to kind of come to that conclusion, I agree with you. She should have do, done a lot better backdrop uh, research before she published her uh, article again. Let me move on here, uh, email Sadiq. She also says about 1.7 million Muslims entered the United States as legal permanent residents in the two decades before 2012, according to estimates by the Pew Research Center. By 2014, native black-born black American Muslims made up just 9% of the country's total Muslim population which is estimated to be about two point seven one million people. Now that's totally inaccurate because long before Email Muhammad passed, our community alone, I think sometime around in the in the late eighties, had about two million. The Muslim American Association here under the leadership of Email Mohammed, we alone had over two million Uh, Muslims who follow Islam in our community. So how does she got her, how she got her, her data, her data is not correct. There's obviously more Muslims in America uh, than what she's reporting here.
1: Well, see, she, one of the things I think, one of the big mistakes that I think she's making is she has no way of counting them and uh she's assuming uh, obviously that if we if we're not all gathered in a bunch and if we're not all dressed in a certain way then we are not uh an islamic community because we're not dressed in a uh different dress than what our society has but what she doesn't realize especially in the followers of the Prophet Muhammad that we're not uh, sub- subject to, and nor do we have a desire to to uh, just take away and 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 put superficial dressing on to, to try and identify ourselves as Muslims. As many of the sisters go to, uh, about their business with uh, hats instead of scarves, and, and in fact, I know my wife and my daughters, and and, and as well as my uh, daughter-in-laws and and, and grandchildren. The many of them have gone to the hat mainly because of a lot of
0: stereotypes
1: that are out there and and the uh violence that has been perpetrated against the uh Islamic community so you have uh, the brothers are just dressed in normal trousers normal suits and go about their business and 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 uh there are many of them that have not changed their name to abdullah and muhammad and uh Yusuf and things like that. And so there's there's really uh no way for her to accurately make this assessment, you know, and, and, and trying to draw from what she sees in, in Mississippi as the standard bearer of where we're going is probably the biggest mistake she made because that's not going to signal uh any uh uh signs of of progress or lack of progress therefore because Mississippi is not uh blazing and rolling in, in people dressed in strange costumes. So I, I think she meant well and I think she she treaded superficially but I don't think she intentionally meant to, to to misrepresent any information. I just think that she didn't dig deep enough or didn't know how to dig so that she could get a a good readout and a good feeling in terms of uh, of uh, the the subject matter that she was trying to address. Okay, to the listening audience, this is uh, Brother Muhammad Sadiq. We're talking on the uh, article that appeared in the Washington Post concerning uh, the growth of Islam in the area of New well, Hattiesburg, Mississippi and making commentary on that. And if for chance that we're off, which we'll try and redial. And we'll also apologize to the listening audience for this uh, break. So please bear with us. Okay, dear uh, audience, first of all, I want to thank you for your patience with us. And uh, realize we are participants in these uh, uh, programs, and we appreciate the uh, opportunity to have such programs. But we don't control any of the technology beyond just being participants. And so we have to, uh, as they say, roll with the punches. And uh, I'm sure there's uh, those of you who are listening, I just hope that you would be patient with us while we try and resolve this problem. Uh, I've seen this happen with NBC and ABC and, and some of your major radio networks. So for it to happen to little us it's no major thing if we just have your understanding and patience. So going back to... Um, the concern that we are uh, talking about and dealing with, like I said, (laughs) I I believe the young lady uh, meant well and was trying to do a a, uh, responsible job. I think she just didn't dig dig, deep enough nor did she knock on enough doors or the correct doors because, I mean, you know, to try and get some opinion of... uh, of uh, the community of Imam Wardi Muhammad from uh, a small little group of people calling themselves Salafis or groups of people who have uh, basically folded their hands and have gone and uh, accepted, uh, you know, uh, membership in the immigrant community, which is fine. But uh, we have a, a great work and a great mission here in the United States that uh maybe some of the people who have uh, joined these organizations in these communities are not necessarily involved with that. And so they wouldn't even have uh, a basis to know where to start or how to start and how to deal with the um, circumstances that we find ourselves involved in, you know, in terms of uh, Islamic life. Because I, I noticed that one of the comments that she had made was dealing with the Salafi community.
0: Can the community.
1: Yeah, I can hear you
0: now. Uh, I have some, some problems here, you ma'am, uh, Sadiqa. I lost power. We had a storm last night, but I lost a lot of power. We, we lost power in this area.
1: Okay.
0: So I figured that's it, what it, it was. It, it, we not, so I don't know why it's keep. I, I'm assuming that's what it was. <laughs> So, I mean, that's, that's why I, it took me a while I had to try to reboot. And even when I rebooted all of my systems here in Texas, it's not allowing me. I can't, because I'm already in the system, I guess it's not allowing me to come on from the screen and run the show. So that's kind of where we're at right here. But what we're going to do, we're gonna, let me go to a quick commercial break, because I know you've been talking, and we're going to get back. And But I'm going to go to a break right quick, and then we'll get back. So just hold on. I'll talk to you.
1: Okay. No problem. Thank you. My daughter is really, my, their hair has gotten so much thicker, it's gotten longer, and they feel, it's like they had a bald, like ball spots on the side of their head. But um, ever since uh, we've been using it, they, no more, The hair has actually grown.
0: Excel Nutraceuticals, All-Natural Base HGS has been scientifically developed for the control of eczema of the scalp and hair regrowth. For more information, go to www.xcel-n.com. Yes, hi. My name is
1: Carmen. About a year ago, I had ordered three of the jars of the Xcel HGS, and I'm here to tell you, Oh, it really, really worked. It stopped my hair from thinning out. My hair is just beautiful, and I'm just so very well pleased.
0: Pharmaceuticals, all natural products, call today at 1-800-977-3981. The New African Broadcast is sponsored by Excel Nutraceuticals. Excel Nutraceuticals produce and manufactures all natural products that help promote clear skin and healthy hair growth. Visit Excel Nutraceuticals at www.excel n.com or call 1 800 977 3981. And now back for the New African Broadcast. Okay, we're back to the show. A new African here. I'm your host, Muslim He And our calling number is 929-477-1430, 929-477-1430. We want to uh, let our listening audience know that for some reason we had a power shortage, at least I had a power shortage in my particular area here in Texas. I'm not sure why it happened since the sun is out and bright and everything. We did have a major some storms to come through here uh, yesterday afternoon, Brother Imam and anybody's listening here, and the lights did go out. The power went out and on and on, but it came back on. It's been on all night, so not sure why it's going off and on now. They knocked it knocked us offline, and so I'm happy now to contact the system by uh, another means and method here. But anyway, I have on the line here, Imam Muhammad Sadiq. We're discussing the recent Washington Post article uh, email Muhammad that was published about the uh, Muslims here. And uh, before I get back to completing uh, some parts of this article here, uh, I know you was on the line for a few minutes. Could you just kind of tell me briefly where you kind of finished up with with the Well, uh, or-
1: I was kicked off too. You know, and and, and uh, I I came on and it, it kicked me off, and they said, you know, just they announced that they were kicking me off. You know. So uh, some of the things that I did say is that um, she, the, the young lady, again, I, I made this comment. I wanted to reiterate this, and that is, I believe she meant well in trying to do this article, but I believe that she was she she just uh, didn't begin her research. For if she if she wanted to talk about the the growth or the lack of growth of 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 uh, Islam. In in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Now that may have been c- correct for her to try and take that view, and even that uh, would would have to be readjusted to the comments that she made. Because keep keeping in mind, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, in the area that we call New Medina, we had zero. And uh, if we're going to measure progress, you measure progress from where you were to where you've gone and uh so we've gone to 3 people yes, 3 people that we didn't have and if we have uh uh like she she comment, commented on um, the graves that there were graves probably more graves than there were live people but even that is progress because to to have established a, a uh, cemetery you know uh is is growth because uh, every one of us is going to have to die sometime. And in, in dying, we have to be buried somewhere. And so that's progress that uh, we have established uh, a place to to bury our dead. And we, we have a place where there are people living, and we have a place for establishing prayer. And we have an effort towards trying to establish education. But, and all of this is beginning, and so th- th- this has to be measured correctly so in this, in the state of Mississippi and the city of Hattiesburg specifically, and then even getting more specific in the area renamed and uh, dedicated in the, under the name of New Medina. And then if she was going to then talk about the growth and development in that area, fine, but to take to go in there and and take a random sampling out of of uh Mississippi where there was absolutely nothing going on and and then try to uh measure the growth or lack of growth there of of a community across the country and bring in the likes of the names of Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, you know, and and s- Speaking of 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 how there was such a great outpouring at one time, and that's not there no more. that would even be incorrect because uh, I, I attended the the uh, memorial services for Muhammad Ali last year when he passed. And if you're going to take a, a yardstick, all the uh, people and uh, and the uh, celebrity that he he commanded in his passing would would uh, counter her, her her concern. So all I'm saying is I, I I'm just believing that she she um, sort of took a sampling from Mississippi and tried to measure the rest of the country from Mississippi, and I think that that was not the best approach to doing a research that she's going to try and statistically uh, compare growth. Or lack of, uh, in 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 your comparison is not clear as to where you're gonna you're gonna measure, uh, and then to then to go for me to knock on the door, for me to knock on the door, of a small group of extremist Muslims, and I say the Salafi community. These are a group of people who have decided to. Uh, alienate themselves from the the typical life stream in America, such as uh, involving themselves in music or entertainment or the politics of, of the country, and then take a statement from them. I mean, I'm, I'm and, sure and and even in the statement, I don't think they were trying to, to be. Do you
0: know, what the, now? The real, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that that's the point that, that I'm taking on this, is that what compelled her to write this article? I mean, what was the reason for her to write this article? You know, I don't get from the article that she's trying to do Islam or al-Islam any favors. Even more so, I don't get from the article that she's trying to say anything about the African-American Muslims in general because if she she really was uh trying to do good journalistic uh research, you think she would have like you said, took a much larger sampling uh, from various sources before she starts to try to draw conclusions. And to give you a good point, she says but the country's shifting demographics mean that fewer American Muslims and I'm assuming she meaning African American Muslims Link their religious identity To their racial history In the United States The pursued mastery The presumed mastery Of the Middle Eastern Muslims In the field of Islamic scholarship Has in recent decades Overshadowed American Interpretations of the religion And of course she did on well, to give an example That you just used about the Salafist Muslim movement The Salafist mosque in Philadelphia Where some Person said that the legacies of the nation of Islam and W. D. Muhammad are not relevant anymore, and I'm not sure how she came to that conclusion. Again, she only took a small sample of Muslims, uh, and who don't really make up uh, any significant amount of Muslims in the United States. And number two, to say the presumed master of Middle Eastern Muslims in the field of Islamic scholarship, I mean, who told her that? And how did she come to that? conclusion how did she what information did she use to in a logical and rational sequence methodology come to the conclusion that the Middle Eastern Muslims had superior an understanding of Islam than what the Americans understanding of Islam. Because if their understanding was so great, why the hell are they in all the problems they in right now? They can't they, even keep their own country straight. And then wow They say they they say they Muslims, but they got all kind of crap going over in there. They got liquor, black market liquor, black market sex. On the outside, they walking with their why you got a row bone when you gonna go home and get butt and neck and be dancing to P funk or something like that. I mean, you know, I I went to school with these people. I teach many of these Middle Eastern Muslims. They come to my classes. I know them, okay. I've seen them. Half of them don't even fast. I'm on my I'm fasting during Ramadan, and they're up drinking water in the classroom. Mm. So, so, so where the mastery? It's so mastery. They got so much knowledge, you know. Why are they use it at home first? Don't come to America trying to get me straight. You ain't even
1: straight. You crooked.
0: You twisted. And, and the question: I know you crooked and twisted because I can look at your country.
1: And the question I ask is, why why did you leave your country in the first place? I mean, if you have this these talents and this mastery of the religion, and we're looking overseas and we're looking at people getting killed at prayer time over there, getting blowing up different masters and blowing up different people doing, making pilgrimages and And uh, putting strapping on suicide bombs and things like that. I mean, what kind of mindset is that? I mean, you've got this mastery of the understanding of the religion. Then why not stay there and 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 uh, diffuse that kind of insanity that is creating uh, hell for the rest of the world in their ignorance? So I'm saying she she I think she really dropped the ball in not doing her research not doing her research, it must be one of those things Well, I can do this to cuff, you know, and who would know the difference, you know, because I'm, you know, there's no one to to, 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 to challenge me. But uh, I really think she dropped the ball in what she tried. to do. She really would do herself a great service for her own reputation and her own name to go back over what she has written and re- have take a rewrite and evaluate what she has done so that she can at least Try and maintain some credibility among journalists. You know.
0: Yes, sir. I, I agree totally, uh, 100%. Again, we uh, have we have a few people on the line. Actually, we had more, quite a few people on the line before we got knocked off. But you can call if you have a question. Nine two nine four seven seven one four three zero. Nine two nine four seven seven one four three zero. And now we know. I know you lost a little bit of time here. You may have. So I'm gonna skip through some of this here. But I wanted to get into this section here. We have about 40 minutes left on this show. And uh, she what goes on to say, but the notion of black supremacy was at odds with mainstream Islam. And after <laughs> Muhammad's death, meaning Elijah Muhammad's death in 1975, his son, W.D. Muhammad, broke. I want you to listen to this. His son, Deputy Muhammad, broke with the nation and its new torchbearer, Louis Farrakhan. He introduced his followers to mainstream Islam, which he portrayed as more empowering, a belief system hinging on the idea of one humanity under one God. The community learned to pray, observe Islamic customs, followed by millions of other Muslims worldwide. They studied Arabic and the Quran and the Hadith. They embraced the idea of racial equality. Well, she got some of it right.
1: She what got did, some of it right, about? but she she missed she missed the point where it, it wasn't Imam worthy Muhammad leaving the, the nation of Islam and Minister Farrakhan. She, if she had, would understood. And this is a very key point, point in the history of uh, Islam in the country, is that uh, at the passing of the honorable Imadul Muhammad, for those of us who know the history, at his passing. All of the Muslims, including Minister Farrakhan, fell in lockstep behind Imam Waradi Muhammad's leadership. And he took charge of the nation of Islam at the know uh, And they voted him in and chose him as the leader, all of the community, and everybody. There was no uh, people who who rebelled against that idea. And uh, that moved forward for at least two years, and uh, in the early part of the third year, after the passing of the honorable Elijah Muhammad, it was Minister Farrakhan, who decided that he would break with Imam for bin Muhammad, because he, under uh, his his uh, uh, description, he says he's rebuilding. The Nation of Islam. Well, I have comments on that, but I will, that had nothing to do with the article, so I won't go there. But the, the point being that it wasn't Imam Warith Muhammad who broke from Minister Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. It was Minister Farrakhan who broke from Imam Warith Muhammad, and his re uh, re growth, new new growth of the a uh, World Community of Islam in the West. In the African in, in the uh, American Muslim society, which were two of the names that were about Ibn Wali Muhammad in our e- evolution towards uh, a, a new identity and a greater direction, and uh, she 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 has to understand this is not something that you can just do and sit down and, and decide to do it without any re- real study. Because if you do, you come up with sort of a hybrid idea that that will not look like or or, or manifest itself as something that is real in the nation in pardon me in the, in the country of America, and and this whole idea of black separatism I mean all of this this fits time there there's are time uh, components that have to be put plugged in to understand uh, racial superiority, this goes back. And even Elijah Muhammad, Elijah Muhammad, before he passed, before he passed, he wisely uh, made a great effort to destroy that whole idea of racial superiority. He took, he invited, in his last, uh, uh, as we, we, we called it, our Savior's Day meeting, In in uh, in his last Saviors Day meeting, or convention that we had, the last convention, uh, while he was alive, he placed on the podium intentionally three or four Turkey Turkish people who uh, embodied all the characteristics of just Caucasian people, and he pointed to them. He said, "Now you see these men; these are your brothers." These are your brothers, and they see you as their brothers. Now, if the, if they respect you and accept you, you have you embrace them and accept them. And so, so I'm saying, you know, there's there's too much, too too big of a of a challenge in in uh, what has happened in America with what we call Islam, for her to try and on the cuff just write an article and just throw anything on the wall, just hoping something will stick. You know, it just won't work that way.
0: Right. And she went on to say, in the same vein here, that Muhammad, meaning W.D. Muhammad, Muhammad maintained the important distinction of his community's black American roots. Black what? Black American roots. Okay. The nation's cultural practices, such as business mining, cultivation of whiting fish, and the consumption of bean pies carried on, as did Elijah Muhammad's emphasis, entrepreneurship and economic success as a way to empower black Americans.
1: I don't know where she got that.
0: (laughs) But first of all, I mean,
1: again... That's what she writes here. That's what she wrote. Take that for for example. The, 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 The FISH program was something clearly defined in a period of time that we identify as the first resurrection. Not that, I mean, it it was a very positive program and a very outstanding program, but that fish program, if it spilled over into what we call the second resurrection, it was just what was left over from the first resurrection, but there wasn't any real uh, thrust uh in the fish program uh in the second resurrection, like it was initially in the first resurrection, there was some, but not much and um uh, you know I, I, again as i say you know she she really I, I i wish some kind of way she could be contacted and uh asked to to really take a walk through and see what what we're about now i granted now, I'll give her this that um, because of many of the communities uh being uh autonomous you know and not having any uh uh effort to try and organize Imam Muhammad de-emphasized this oneness idea where we 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 become uh monolithic in in our focus you know he said that each community has its own independence and uh, I can't, you know, from Chicago give direction to what happens in, in in Houston, nor can Houston give direction to what happens in Washington or vice versa. So that's not going to happen. But, uh, but still, there's a common thread, and there's a common thread that we do have and we maintain, and that's our belief system uh, that we identify with even though many of us have not been as faithful as we should have been to to uh the the actual steps that the Muhammad was taking but uh but and 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 with which I tell you what now it it creates a problem for those who want to do an article like this because you can't now step in and see us like in in uh one great big Step, you know, or one great big monolithic group of people, because we're not that way, you know. And uh, I think Imam Muhammad was very wise in the way he did that, because uh, you can't just group us, and and because we did not and have not accepted um, a a so-called national leader or a national headquarters or an organized group of people we have not accepted that that concept it becomes uh very difficult for people who want to write an article like this to write that article because they can no longer just uh grab one and identify with a thousand they have to go try and identify with a thousand they're going to have to make a thousand trips because you're going to find a variable in each one of those thousand that is not going to exist in the others. So, so you know this is this is this is going to be a big challenge for all other writers who come along and are used to using the typical pick up the pen, uh, talk to one, and 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 actually uh, identify a thousand. You you know you pick up the pen, you you talk to one, and you identify one. You talk to two, and you identify two. You talk to you want to identify a thousand, you want to talk to a thousand but uh and they can't quite grasp that because Imam Muhammad actually intentionally destroyed that way of of centralized leadership in our community so that we would not be a sitting duck and a target for people that can come along and uh and make you know you know grab one and you've got it all of us you know because we're all tied to one little focus no no, we don't function right. like that. We right,
0: and I like and that. I agree uh, with your assessment here. Uh, that she does have a um, an email address, and I was gonna I'll give it to you, uh, email Sadiq, uh, and I was gonna send her an uh, email as well, and and give her my comments on the article that that she recently produced. She still goes on to say in this article that um, how we equip. They feel, meaning us, I guess, to help bridge. The, they feel they can help bridge the divide between newer Muslim communities and wider America. Leaders of the W.D. Muhammad tradition, I like how she <laughs> she uses this thing here. W.D. Muhammad tradition say that they are rarely called on for guidance. Still, occasionally stereotyped stereotype for their one-time association with the Nation of Islam. I mean. I, or let me finish this up, still occasionally stereotyped for their one-time association with the Nation of Islam, the community's leaders say they are sometimes dismissed by other Muslims as less authentic or less authoritative scholars of religion. And racism has kept immigrant Muslims from joining historically black mosques in large numbers, they say. Now, let me say something here, that last statement. The mosque I go to here in Houston on Juma. It's full of immigrant Muslims, and there's a African American Imam over that masjid. Where we had uh, the prayer full of immigrant Muslims, and on Juma, which is the main day, Friday, actually the only true day that Muslims reverence, and really they don't reverence, but Allah has commanded us to come together, as you know, in a community. To celebrate the praise of Allah And the blessings that we have That mass jail is full of Immigrant Muslims So again I don't know What she's talking about There is racism There is some racism Matter of fact it's very prevalent You know even among The Muslims The immigrant Muslims that may come to our mouth Some of them yes They're obviously coming because number one They do see some leadership Number two they see it also as a rather be in the community of people that maybe can protect me than those in the community that may not be able to protect me. So it's kind of like it was in the old days when Al-Islam was first coming up under the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wa But I wanted to say that. And number two, uh, she's correcting her, at least the, the, some of the information, that the community leaders say sometimes we're dismissed by Muslims uh, and <laughs> saying we've been less authentic or less authoritative scholars of religion. And again, you know, um, I'm not sure. Uh, I would have to. I don't know if it's completely racism because you, in, in on that sense, on that level, because you very well know there are all type of Muslims there. Well. You you got you got uh, pale skin looking Muslims. You might want to call them white or Caucasian or European uh, European type looking Muslims that are from Europe. Turkey is full of white, so called white people that are Muslim. You got Muslims in Asia and Russia that are European looking. You have some in Malaysia, big country Muslims, Indonesia, uh, Singapore, uh, the Philippines. Uh, then you got all into Pakistan, China, uh, even Japan. So we all look different from the darkest of the dark all into Africa to the lightest of the light. So I, I think what it mostly is is that. A lot of it is artificial nationalism where a lot of immigrant Muslims think because they are from Saudi Arabia, I'm Saudi, and Prophet Muhammad was in Saudi and in and, and the and Mecca, that automatically I have inherited some authoritative leadership. Or I'm from Pakistan, you see, where some of the, in Lake Hur, the city of Lakor with some of the uh, very good Muslim scholars. Uh, I, I think uh, Yusuf uh, Ali, Abdullah Ali, who translated Quran, he was from Lakor. That automatically gives them some type of authoritative leadership, even though them fools, man, don't even hardly follow Al Islam.
1: And I hate to call them <laughs>
0: fools, but the reason why I call them fools is because if you can't sleep, if you cannot see what Imam Muhammad. Did to bring the nation of Islam, and I said the nation of Islam because what? And if you don't have to say because I know the relationship between you and Mr. Farrakhan. You know, I know y'all good buddies. Y'all been friends for a long time, I, I, and I'm happy for that. You know, to have a friend that long it, it is <laughs> you don't have, you don't live that long and have that many friends. But the reality is, there is no true nation of Islam anymore. That may be. I call it de facto nation of Islam. The nation of Islam been moved, converted many old times into the Muslim Association of Americans. So here, so you know, but I think it's that because their they, because of their nationality, they automatically think. But again, to my point, if you can't see what the God is God did, you man, Warith Muhammad, you can't see. You know how much difficult work that is. That's a lot. To be able to get a bunch of Negroes that could, that came out of Nation Islam, a bunch of Negroes that came from all kind of tribes in Africa. Believe me, I'm going If you study the history of our people, you know, we really been bamboozled. Because I tell you, we from all kind of tribes. Don't speak the same language. We don't even wear the same drawers. We didn't wear the same drawers We was in Africa, and they alone spoke the same language and follow the same culture. Mm-hmm. And you put all of us together in one pot. <laughs> And then try to make a society what, what, what that that type of Chattel slavery did is never seen. And here, and Elijah Muhammad trying to scoop these people up, sniffing them out of them up, and clean them up for an individual like Imam Muhammad to come through. And now they're practicing Al Islam. That's not a small order. That alone, I don't care if I was from Saudi, Mecca, Bangladesh. I'd be like, hey man, I I need to see what this brother talking about because I know I never could have done that. I wouldn't be able to do that with all my Arabia language and all I and all my understanding of the Quran hadith. It ain't no way possible I would have been able to do that. That alone to me is a sign that there's obviously number one, a greater power in the universe and number two, be with this guy over here. <laughs> you know, that's what I would be thinking. Okay.
1: A lot of work, bro. Yes, sir. Yes sir. Well, that, I I would appreciate if you did forward me her uh, email, and uh, I would I would like to just write her, and uh, if she'd like to do a a uh, you know an article to to try and correct the errors, it would be good. But I mean, but you know, the the, the big point is that to knock on doors of people. Like the the little Salafi community that exists in the United States of America, I mean, they they exist like a, a a drop of water in the ocean, you know, in 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 this country, you know, as Salafi, you know, because that's mm-hmm. not a a popular movement in in this country, and to ask them to make an assessment of us, I mean. I mean what what by what basis can they make the the assessment if they have by virtue of their isolation isolated themselves and taken themselves out of the mainstream so what what is what can they say what what can they offer what can they what can they observe if they're not there you know so anyhow but you know these are the, these are the the, the shortcomings. Now, what I'm going to have to do I'm probably at the end I don't know what time the program is, i just we have another program that's gonna come on uh it's called Word makes people here locally, and I just wanted to get had to get with the whole we gonna finish forward. it we
0: we'll we'll be through in, in five minutes oh no, okay, I don't want rush you like that okay that's good you know, no, well, we're at we at the end of the show anyway so we it was we're at the end of the show anyway we got one more point here, and I want you to 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 uh uh make a comment on. And then we're basically done, and I'll go through it. It says, others say that the W.D. Muhammad set is simply losing relevance in a country that has moved beyond segregated lunch counters and experienced the rise of a larger, more diverse Muslim community. In Philadelphia, where local leaders say the Muslim population is still predominantly black, only three of the city's 37 mosques subscribe to the W.D. Muhammad tradition. So and then she finishes up. She said, at, "At New Medina, which once embodied the idea of W. D. Muhammad community, or the W. D. Muhammad community, the question today is longevity, and that's pretty much how she ended the article. And I just want your, you know, quick comments on this, you know, as we um, come to the end of the program.
1: Well, see, the the, the first question that I would ask her, and uh, and, and which I think is relevant, is what did you use to measure the relevancy or lack of relevancy? I mean, what 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 tool did you use? Now, I say that to say what the only way that she's going to be able to accurately measure the relevancy of, of Iman Worthy Muhammad and whether it's dying or whether it's blossoming is to listen to the language and to. Here is the rationale of the people that that's the only way. Because, first of all, Imam Muhammad intentionally, intentionally and consciously moved away from all of the markers that would normally be used to try and, and uh, size us up. He intentionally moved away from all of those things. And Number one, he destroyed the idea of a, a, a headquarters, a central leadership. He destroyed the idea of of all of us uh, functioning, you know, under this one leader. You know, Uh, he destroyed he he destroyed the idea of of uh, of us um, trying to identify with the the uh, organizational pattern that we find in the United States of America for most of these groups. So. He destroyed all of that in in our thinking, and he he wanted us to function independently, not as an organization, not as a group, not as a as a uh, uh, you know mon- monolithic group where you, you everyone is is dressing the same and acting the same. He intentionally moved us away from that kind of thinking, and now it creates problems. In the uh, minds of uh, many people who are used to being able to come in and uh, stick their toe in the water and come back with a with a, an assessment on uh, of literally tens and of thousands of people, but uh, you can't do that with with the the, the community empowerment team. You can't evaluate our effectiveness or lack thereof. You you have to more or less take a long time <laughs> and a long time involvement. To see what it is we we are doing You know And I think this is a very This shows you The the um, effectiveness and Of the strategy that Imam Arati Muhammad Introduced to intentionally Move us away from these kind of things So yeah You can go to the nation of Islam And you can take the temperature But you can't take the temperature Of the followers of Imam Arati Muhammad Because we're everywhere We're, everywhere. Exactly. we're in government we're in Congress. We're in the Senate. We're we're we're, we're in the exactly. uh, we're, you know we're, we're in the everyday so we, community. We're, we're, we're in, the, in workforce. the we're
0: in the laboratory <laughs> that's working on the drugs that gonna keep you alive. Exactly. <laughs> you know. So you you think because you don't see a bunch of people out here that uh, people used to categorize us as ex criminals or ex cons or people on the down and out, you know, the, the drunkards or, or people who, who don't have the, uh, uh, the moral and spiritual stability to maintain a good family life or, main, or to be able to maintain and stay on the job. We, we, we moved from that years ago. We, we got a new mind. We got a new vision. We got a new life. We got people in government. We got judges. We got lawyers, politicians. Doctors. doctors, engineers. I mean, real doctors. Real Yeah, This world marvel at, you know. So where do you think we're going to be? In, the, in some place? In the, in the buildings around the nation? Talking about the black man is God and the white man is the devil? Man, come on.
1: Well, come all on. I can say <laughs> is we, Imam Muhammad, has a, has a success. I, mean, I remember when he, he called this to our attention and told us how he wanted us. So he, didn't, he didn't want that 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 old model. He didn't want that old uh, traditional way of uh, functioning as a community, where you know, you know, you got this cookie cutter kind of thing where you go from one city to the next city, you know, and everywhere you see uh, uh, yellow and arches, that it's, it's McDonald's, you know, or everywhere you go, that you see. A picture of a, a, a smiling man with uh, a franchise Muslim Yeah, <laughs> a franchise look. It's the Colonel. It's the Kentucky Fried Chicken, and see, this is what's baffling them. They they want to take a they want to take a a, a, a a measurement, and they don't have any any basis to take it. And this is what we don't want them to have a basis to take it. We want we want people to, to, to learn Islam and then get in, get back into the society. Learn Islam, learn the language, get back into the society. And your thinking, your, your moral character, your discipline, your uh, your responsib- responsibility, responsibleness, and uh, the way you carry yourself, it will be a, a, a positive uh, perk for the society, and it will be a positive growth for you. And so we we're making and this is not we're not doing this in a clandestine way because we have a, a negative agenda that we want to overturn the society somewhere. No. We're doing this so that we can just go about our business as American citizens and conduct ourselves as such and we don't have to wear our religion or our our belief system on our shoulder. We simply carry it in our heart and we go ahead and do what we have to do. And we're effective that way. And this is what she's missing. And it, it, it and so you, so the question I would add that I have end on and I like to say this, then she she has a legitimate she would have a legitimate right to say, Well, how do you expect me to to uh, write on you if if you're sort of an invisible empire so to speak? Well, the way you would do that then you'd have to come and see us in in uh our activity, and see us in our effectiveness, and see us as our in our moral contribution that we make to the society, and know that as you see the society moving in a in a new and in a healthy direction, know that we're there and we're a force in this community that's making that happen.
0: That's beautiful. And on that note, Imam uh, Sadik, I mean, we're going to uh, close out the show. Uh, I'm glad you call in again. This is a new African. Uh, again, I want to apologize to all those. Individuals. Oh, you can't help that. <laughs> I know, but apologize to those that we have a power loss here, and so a lot of you guys got knocked off. So we're. I just like to say that uh, I, I think the story was it was like you say it was really not done well. Uh, it's almost like she kind of rushed. It, didn't really get a lot of uh, information the backdrop on the Muslims. Uh, didn't really take a large. Uh, Uh, Pulse of the Muslim community here in America, and again, I'm not sure why she wrote the story or what compelled her to write the story Like you say in order to really talk about how Imam Muhammad has influenced the African-American the African Muslims You'd have to talk to a much broader uh, uh, Sampling of individual Muslims all across America, and across America, and you're looking at that's not a one two page uh, article, man. That's a continuation in part type article because there's a lot of information you would have to publish
1: to a get out. A lot of that. work,
0: a lot of work. So I want to thank everyone who, who did well, tune in.
1: Thank you. Yeah, you got, thank you so very yes, much.
0: Yes, yes. and then I know you got to run, and 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 uh, again, I will get you that information, brother, ma'am, and and, they, and we can both send her a follow up on this. And, inshallah, maybe she will uh, do a follow-up article. Again, this is A New African. Thank you all for tuning in to our broadcast. Tune in next week for another edition of A New African. And I want to thank
1: you, Brother Brother Shaheed, uh, also for the outstanding work that you're doing in your field of of research and scientific uh, uh, observation. May Allah continue to bless you, and we're very proud of the work that you're doing. Thank you.
0: Yes, sir. Well, she should have done the story on that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> she put a long story on that about what somebody an individual under the leadership you may Muhammad. But again, alhamdulillah, I'll pray to you to Allah thank you very much for your thank you. for your words. Yes. All right. You have been listening to the New African Broadcast, a media program dedicated to the consciousness and the positive moral growth of the black youth of America. Thank you for giving us your attention and tuning
1: to our next broadcast. Asalam alaykum.
0: look for ways to innovate. That's why we combine summer and celebration to create the Honda Summer Bration Sales Event. You can combine 0.9% APR with the stylish Accord, a car and driver's 10 best. So hurry into your local Honda dealer for the Honda Summer Bration Sales Event. It's amazetacular. Car and driver, January 2017, APR financing offers available for well-qualified buyers. See dealer for financing details. Honda's introducing a new word, summerbration. Use it as a noun, like, I picked up a 2017 Civic with 0.9% APR at the Honda Summerbration Sales Event, or a verb. I'm summerbrating with KBB.com's Best Buy Overall Winner. Start your summerbration today at your Honda dealer. For more information, visit Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. APR financing offers available for well-qualified buyers. Offer excludes all hatchback models and Civic See dealer for financing details.